The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Cowboys Storylines with Nick Eatman. What's up, everyone? Welcome to Cowboys Storyline. I'm Nick Eatman here, and we are ready for another 30 minutes of Cowboys talk. That's what we do around here. All right, I want to hear from you guys. Like always, got got the phone lines open. I kind of hear some some calling going on in the background back there. I think we're already uh, getting ready to get going here. 1-888-855-2297. That is the phone line. I want to hear from you. Text line is 817-290-3298. Send those text messages. We've already got a lot of those as well. We're going to get through the storylines here. And it, it's cut day. It's cut Two days, really. It used to just be one one big cut day, but after that, I mean, now you know you got the waiver wire. You've got claims that are going to be made. It's it's two o'clock. If you're if you're watching this on demand, I'll just tell you right now, it's two o'clock Dallas time. Three o'clock is the deadline for for when they're going to hear about their claims, maybe that they put in for other teams or if other teams were uh, have claimed some players, and so um, a little bit more roster manipulation than in the past uh, and you'll see some of that I don't think just because you've made the team now doesn't mean you're going to be on it um, you know tomorrow or even later today and just because you're on the practice squad now which will get official um, here in, in a little while but probably after this show naturally is off the air uh, the, the, the practice squad will be official but we got some names of who we anticipate will be on it and guys that won't be um, and and uh, I'll just tell you right now, the practice squad is going to look different. You're going to have some guys playing in the game against the Giants that are currently on the practice squad, like a like a long snapper, Trent Sieg, or maybe even a CJ Goodwin. Um, that's just kind of the way that they have to to make these these things work. And and most of the fans kind of are, are know you guys know that by now on on how we're doing things and how the Cowboys kind of uh, you know I wouldn't say manipulate the the rules but you know you you have to kind of bend them a little bit to 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 make this thing work and this every team in the league does it and so that's why it it, it kind of creates some chaotic times here um for these 24 hours to 48 hours uh with the roster just still trying to figure it out we're gonna have a story on the website on friday of like Here's what the roster looks like now, position by position. And I say it Friday because that's when all the dust will probably settle uh, and, and you'll really get a good idea of, of what this thing looks like, um, especially the bottom end and the practice squad. But practice squad's bigger than it ever has been because you can move these guys up to two guys from the practice squad, elevate them up to the roster. You can only do it three times per player, but you can do it every week. So the practice squad is more meaningful, I think, now than it uh, ever has been. So, all right, I want to hear from you guys. We didn't get any calls the last show. We got some. We got a guy on the line now, I believe, Travis from San Antonio. So I'm going to hit the calls right away. Travis, are you there? I am. What's How's up? How's it going, Nick? I'm good, man. Congrats, How are you? Congrats on the new show. Thank you. I'm good. Um, just a quick comment and question or kind of what, want to get your thoughts on something. Um, I think everyone needs to I'm, – I'm a Michigan fan, so I think everyone needs to relax on Mozzie. I've been hearing all this stuff and seeing everything. He's working with Micah with his hands. If he develops his hands, the bigger jump from, I think, the second half of the year to the offseason is going to be where you're going to see him jump. I think he's going to be just fine, so everyone needs to relax on that. But I did want to get your thoughts on – Having adding Gilmore to this team, I think, is big because I think it's going to allow Dan Quinn to do more things on defense than he even does now. 
And I noticed, you know, with the whole walking uh, Van Der Esch up to rush off the edge, my my thought is that they're going to do that so they can pick and choose when they do that throughout a game, either send Micah and drop LVE back or send LVE and drop Micah back. And then mm-hmm. when it comes to critical situations, you can identify who the mic is and you can send either one. Yep. So I just want to get your thoughts on that and uh, yeah. have a great show. Thank you so much. And um, I have I – have made a comment on that before uh maybe not to the point about identifying the middle linebacker so that 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 is a good point right there but you're right about the fact of is it Micah? because that's what every quarterback has to do on every snap and that's why you know you've got a great player is because when they're out here looking at what your guy is then then you're helping dictate what's going to happen because a lot of the offenses and those arrogant offensive coordinators because they all are they think no we do what we do and you try to stop it which is cool most of the time. But when you have a Micah Parsons sitting out there, you, you'd be foolish to do it that way. You have to find out where he is on every snap. And to your point, you've got him rushing at times. Now you've got Leighton coming in. You, they'll move it around. Now, the Cowboys are going to be a better defense if Micah's rushing the passer more than he's not. I think that's fair to say. Um, but but at times when you can you know, you can be a decoy here and there. I mean, I I think Jordan took every game winning shot, but I mean every once in a while maybe when he was doubled he could pass it off, but you gotta have a Pippin. Is 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 Leighton gonna be that that guy? And I think he can. Uh we saw some pretty good things of him rushing off the edge. Going back to your Mozzie Smith uh comment and I had a text line question too from Jason from Pennsylvania about him being an upgrade over Bohanna. Um is it just because he's a first round pick? Um I I think I think he is. I think the the up upside is there. Uh Bohanna I think is what he is, a bigger guy of course, but to to your point Travis about the hands and and the strength is strength. And if I mean you've got to be able to play with leverage, you've got to be able to understand how to play and use that strength. But I think he continue he will continue to do that, and I think he's going to get better and better because strength travels each week. When you're strong as an ox, Jonathan Hankins says Mozzie is the strongest player he's ever played next to, and um, he's he's been in the league now ten years. He played with a guy named Snacks, you know, over with the Giants, and he's a pretty strong guy himself. Hankins is, but but for him to say that, so uh, he, he'll, he's getting some good coaching. He's got the strength. He's got the tools, you know, and and also give the Cowboys some credit too. They draft well in the first round. Now you can say what you want about Taco Charlton. That's it. That's it. Unless you want to go to a different decade from now, you know, Morris Claiborne way back 11 years ago, they draft well in the first round. They always have their guys make the pro bowl or the all pro or both. Taco was not a good pick late in the first round. Everyone knows that Morris Claiborne turned out to not be a good pick. But for the most part, they do well. So let's give let's give them credit. I mean, Mozzie's not going to come out right out of the, the gate. Byron Jones didn't either, but he developed into a pretty good player. So, all right, let's go back to another phone call. What do we got? Barack, Jacksonville, Florida. What's up, man? Hey, man. Just wanted to say, first off, congrats on the new show. Thank um, you. Decided to kick it old school with the question. Um, I was doing some moving here. was going through some boxes. Came across the classic of if these walls could talk. <laughs> first question is, do you think we'll ever get a volume two to that? And the second question is, um, two guys that you've covered, um, if you could pick one guy from offense and one guy on defense that you put on the team right now that you think would make us an absolute Super Bowl lock. Appreciate you, man. Take it easy. Thank you. Love love that call. Oh, if these walls could talk, part two. Maybe. I mean, you know, they're, they're, they've been silent for a little bit. Maybe they need to, to start chatting it up again. Um, I, I'll, I'll say that. And and, and I've, I've had the fortune, and this isn't me 
like boasting or anything, but I mean, I've, I've written four books. That one by far is the one that, that people love the most and still, still buy it. And I, I still get a little check every now and again, um, every, you know, like once every, um, every summer. And, um, so yeah, that, that one, uh, that was a fun book to write. Um, and just, just, just me, it was a collection of stories that I've been there. I was, and I remember thinking it was 15 years I've been working for the Cowboys. So I used a lot of stories. So now it's been 24 years. So there's probably some more, um, that I could, I could throw out there. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I, I can't, I'm not going to say no to that. Uh, there's a couple of ideas floating around, but nothing crazy Two guys that could help the team right now that I've covered. I mean, that's always a tricky question. I mean, are they. Do they? Are, is their body the same now? I mean, is, you know, is old? Are they limping around, or just you know, somebody that that played back in the day? And and you know, I mean, you can, man, you can always look at like, players that you know look at positions of, of some of need. And um, when I get asked about any former player that I've covered, they they are. It always starts with Darren Woodson for me. I'm sorry, I'm, just that, I'm guilty. I guess that's that's why he's got a big picture in my office hanging there because he's my favorite player. I think he could play in any era. I think he could. He uh, understands the game. He's one of the smartest players, one of the smartest people I've ever met. He's driven to the point where he's not gonna he's not gonna fail. He's just not. And so you put him at linebacker. You can put him at, at safety. You could put him at slot corner. You could probably put him at corner. He could play all the special teams. I mean, Darren Woodson could do it all. You know, and and. Bill Parcells, I think, has a great quote. He's like, I had him for one year. He goes, if I would have had him my whole career, there's no doubt he would be in Canton uh, already. And I think that's where he deserves to be. So there, that's a guy right there. Um, you know, any any other guy that could make him a lock? Uh, you know, how about another running back? You know, I mean, another guy. I mean, uh, Zeke in his in his in his time and his in his you know like early career or, or or a back like that or a Marion Barber type of guy you know um just 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 a big bruising type back that that just can can change the game and, and really complement the other running back that, that you have so um but that's those are just two two positions that I could come up with that was a good question I wish I had a little bit more time for that because because I would I would have had a better answer but to me if, you, if you're saying former player I always start with Darren Woodson because I mean he checks all the boxes for me uh great player better person all right let's go back to the phone line joe from stanford my guy what's up man what's up brother how are you Dave? good man how are you good lots of excitement so uh a couple things first i'm really excited about hunter lipke i think he's going to be able to play more than just a fullback position sort of h back maybe a little tight end sort of move him around i I think he's going to really give us a different facet of our offense so i'm super excited about that um the other thing I, I'm I'm wondering about is whether you've heard anything. Are, have we gotten any of these center guys back? Have they signed somewhere yet? Obviously, we haven't done our our uh, practice squad yet. But are we going to get Farniak or one of these guys back to back up our center? That is a good question. That's a really good question. And Joe, I, I appreciate the call. Thank you uh, so much. Um, backup center is is. Um, a question mark right now. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Um, Brock Hoffman is probably going to be on the practice squad, and then he could be a guy that they move up on game day. But I think you only elevate two guys, and as it stands right now, I see a long snapper, and I see C.J. Goodwin that that could be on the practice squad as well. So they're going to have to make some moves here. Um, don't rule out this one. 
that your backup snapper, your backup center for the game is Zach Martin. Yeah, yeah, that 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 could happen, and and that that very well could be the case. And and, and the reason why I have that face is because he's never done it. Now Zach Martin could probably punt, and he would be a decent at it because he's he's great, but. That is a possibility. I think that's being discussed. I don't know if that's something that they're, they're going to do all the time, but it could it could be the case if they get down to it in a game. My guess is that they'll probably have a different guy. Farniak, um, no, I, I don't see him uh, in the plans at, at the moment right now. So, all right. Um, again, like I said, we're gonna take a we'll take a break here. When we do, we'll come back. We're gonna we'll we'll talk a little bit more about the practice squad. We're getting closer and closer to making that official, and we'd like to get more phone calls and text messages from you. We'll be right back on Cowboy Storyline. Fall is here, and that means football is back, bringing all the delicious game day foods with it. As you prep for all the big games, tailgates, and watch parties, let Yokiero be your one-stop destination for all things home gating. Yokiero's fresh, flavorful, ready-to-serve guacamole made with real Hass avocados will score taste bud touchdowns as you cheer on the Cowboys. Yokiero's wide range of mouth-watering and versatile products can be found in your local grocery store's produce or deli section. Grab some today. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with pregame sideline access and photo ops with current players, cheerleaders, and cowboy legends. You want to stay at a team hotel, attend the best tailgate party in Texas, tour the star, and talk X's and O's with me, Everson Walls? With Star Sports Tours, you can. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. SeatGeek has your back no matter what kind of Cowboys fan you are. So whether you're a diehard fan or a don't-really-care fan, a we-got-em-next-time fan or we'll-never-win-again fan, a here-for-the-tailgate fan or a first-one-through-the-gates fan, SeatGeek not only makes buying and selling tickets easier than ever before, they made just about everything else easier, too. So whether you're a here-every-week fan or haven't-been-here-in-years fan, SeatGeek has you covered. Download the SeatGeek app today. SeatGeek, your ticket to great Dallas Cowboys seats. How's Wingstop sound? Crispy, juicy, classic wings. Made to order, cooked to perfection. And sauced and tossed in those 11 soul-satisfying flavors. Paired with hand-cut seasoned fries, house-made honey mustard, blue cheese, or signature Wingstop ranch. And, of course, spicy Cajun fried corn. I think you've heard enough. Get your flavor delivered at Wingstop.com. Welcome back here, second segment of Cowboys Storyline. I'm Nick Eatman, and we are talking about the roster, talking about everything uh, Cowboys related here as we get closer and closer to Week One of the season. Uh, a couple of things of, of note here. Again, the uh, at three o'clock, which is about forty minutes from now, that, that's when we'll, we'll hear a little bit more about the official practice squad. The Cowboys are adding some players to it from other teams. And one of the, the guys that's being reported is a, is a center from the, from the Giants, um, Sean Harlow, that was uh, had a chance to go to the Giants practice squad, came to the Cowboys uh, practice squad. And, and, you know, a lot of times 
practice squad to practice squad. Now, the money can be different. You can pay people what you want on the practice squad. It's still got to fit under the salary cap. But there's been times where you can kind of give them more money. But, um, you know, it comes down to opportunity. I mean, the Cowboys wanted Will Greer. Uh, but he was going to be the fourth quarterback here. And I know it, he, he signed with Cincinnati and, you know, you could be on their practice squad. But it's also, like we talked about before, opportunity on game day. There's some guys that have a chance to move up during the week, elevated at the end of the week. That probably wouldn't have been the case here uh, in Dallas, but uh, maybe a better opportunity for him. Same with the center, Harlow. Looks at the, you know, no backup spot here for the Cowboys. Could be a good opportunity for him to move up. All right, let's go. And another thing, uh, Dennis Houston, uh, wide receiver, same situation. Could have gone here in Dallas. Um, It looks like he's going to the Giants practice squad there. All right, let's go back to the phone line. Gary from New Mexico. Gary, what's up? Hey, Nick, how you doing? I'm great, man. How are you? I'm good. First off, I think you're the only person on the planet that could challenge me in my historical knowledge of the Dallas Cowboys. Let's do it, man. What do you so got? One of, the, one of these days, one day. you just th- you throw anything at me, man, and just see if I can answer. But, but All right, more serious, here's the thing. Here's the thing, Gary. Okay. You, next time you call, which uh, we got a show Friday. I don't know Friday at eleven. I don't know if you can make there. Uh, I'll try. Next time you call. Uh, you throw a trivia question at me, I'll throw one at you, and then we'll see what happens. And because uh, hey, I because I'm I'm a little worried now. I mean, if you if you're gonna throw it out there, uh, I'll 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 give one out. And, and you know that that's actually something I've t- I've thought of. Um, you know, maybe not during the season, during the during you know these Mondays when the season gets cranking up. But yeah, like like having some some trivia questions back and forth, or just name a random player, just a, any random yeah, I guy. I love that. Yeah. yeah, I love the random pl- the random thing. I enjoy listening to you when you talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. But on the on the Hunter Lipke thing, mm-hmm. do do you think that there's a possibility that they've been kind of holding some stuff back, and we may see a little more of Hunter Lipke in a in a fullback role blocking for Tony Pollard when the season starts? That's a good question. I, I appreciate the call, uh, and and also reminds me I didn't answer the Lipke part from Joe uh, and the previous caller. So yeah, let's talk about Hunter uh, Lipke a little bit. Um, Probably, I mean, everything you do at this point is a little bit vanilla. So you're you're not using a lot of fullback. You don't put a lot of fullback on tape. So sure, I mean, I I'd like to see if he if he's going to do that. Um, I think they wanted to see if he could be a running back as well, and 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 what he does there. Um, I thought he made the team with one play the other night. I thought uh, he caught a pass out of the backfield, slipped a defender, and and trucked another guy at the end and had a nice play. And I thought. Right then, I thought if he's going to make the team, it's going to be because of that. Because you're showing an ability, awareness to catch it out of the backfield, the hands to catch it, the elusiveness to, to get by a guy, the the power to run over someone, just the playmaking ability there. And and so he did make the team. And and now with McEwen not on the team, that kind of he's like the fourth tight end type guy. So he's also got to play some special teams. They're short on linebackers. Linebackers are heavy on the special teams units. He's got the the frame of a linebacker. So there's a lot of possibilities there. I don't think. Like you said, like the caller just said, I don't think that we've seen all that we're going to see from him in that position. So exciting, uh, exciting time for him, uh, for Hunter Lipke and making the team. All right, let's go back. Phone line again. Jose in San Antonio. What's up? Hey, Nick. How you doing? I love your show, man. Thank you. Appreciate it, man. Uh, Hey, no problem, man. Um, My real quick question is, my only concern with his team is the O-line uh, depth. I want to hear your Same. thoughts on that, and if you think uh, if the Cowboys possibly go after any uh, O line free agents. 
That's all I got, man. Thanks a lot, and good luck on your show, man. Thank you so much. Uh, I appreciate that. We need uh, we need the callers. You guys are bringing it today, man. Uh, this is great. Um, putting my guy Chris Beam to work back there, but uh, yeah, he's he's happy to do it as well. Um, I agree. O line depth. That's where I see issues uh, because you're going to need it. Let's just be honest. You're going to need the O-line depth. That's just kind of the where things are. You've got guy coming back from knee injury and and Terrence Steele, and uh, you know he'll, hopefully he'll he'll be great. Tyler Biotis has been banged up some at the end of last year. Tyron Smith is Tyron Smith, and Zach Martin. You know the, the, he's getting older as well. Now he's he's pretty reliable, um, but but I'm just saying things things happen. And, and from six to nine, six to ten, and on the O-line depth, it's it's a lot of question marks. You don't know who your backup center is going to be. The swing tackle it's well is it well let's go he hasn't played any and 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 neither is awesome richards and so um it's it's kind of a scary moment is there if there's an opportunity to go get a guy i would do that i don't teams don't cut good offensive linemen they just don't and so if they are available they're probably over 40 years old jason peters so like that's that's typically what happens there so Anyways, um, let's get um, before we go back to the call. Let's get uh, one of the text line questions here. Jeff in North Carolina he says, "Why six receivers? Likely to only see four, and maybe Turpin on a jet sweep." Um, it, that comes down to you know they they wanted to keep Jalen Brooks. That you you keep five usually, and then because you need five or so and Turpin's a little different but you know he's you need him because he can play receiver and also he's a returner he is your returner um and then after that it's it's who do you want to keep uh, who do you, it's not six receivers it's it's the sixth receiver versus the fifth linebacker or whatever and at the end of the day they wanted to keep Jalen Brooks he probably will wear a ball cap most of the season he, he may not be active a lot but they 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 liked what they saw they liked him you know you're gonna see in a in a deep blue documentary we're putting out later this week called War Stories 2. Um, you're going to see uh, some talk on, on when they drafted Deuce Vaughn. It's probably my favorite story of the 10 that we're putting out there. But they, they were trying to draft Jalen Brooks in the sixth round. And even in the fifth, they kept talking about him. So they really liked him a lot. And he showed out at training camp. And you know they, they, he's developing, and they don't want to let him go. So that's really why. All right, let's go back to the phone lines. Brian in El Paso. Brian, what's up? Hey, Nick. Uh, just wanted to say thanks for great follow that you are on Twitter. Thank My you. brother and I uh, love that you give us you know, some feedback when we do give you some questions on okay. there. But, but my question for you here is, um, can you kind of talk me off the ledge? Um, <laughs> I'm a little nervous with the situation of, you know, I know your stance with playing starters in the preseason, but I feel like I, I just hope that the Cowboys, I know they they aren't, but I hope they aren't looking past the Giants as a tough matchup on week one, especially in New York. So I just want to yeah. hang up and I'll listen to your uh, answer on that one. I appreciate you taking my call. Yeah. I, you know, I've, I've changed my tune over the years on this, uh, and it happened in Seattle when Tony Romo was crunched over there and, and got hurt. And, 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 I, and I understand what it led to, and it led to Dak coming in there, and he was, he was ready to go, ready to roll. Um, but but getting anybody injured in a preseason game to me just isn't worth it. It's just not not to me. Now, is is Kansas City more ready to play because Patrick Mahomes got a few series here? I I just don't think so. I don't think that they're more ready to play. I just think the the risk reward isn't there as much. And also, you think about two weeks is between the last game and the first game. So 
anything that you got in that last game or the second to last game, you're still going to be two to three weeks before the start of the season. So Russ can can come back into play there. About nobody's overlooking the Giants. No one's overlooking any anybody. Any road game on Sunday night football, you'd be stupid to 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 overlook them. The Giants, you know, they're they're a playoff team. They weren't on the Cowboys level as far as I was concerned. And both of those games that Dallas won, I, I thought they were clearly better. Um, let's see if the Giants, the Giants have added some 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 players there. Let's see if they've gotten better and they're going to be ready to go. And that's going to be a big-time game to start the season. So no one's looking past them. But I will say this. Go back and look at the first month of the season the last few years. This team is ready to play. They lost to the to the Bucks. That's one of the worst games I've seen last year. They went back and won five in a row after that. The, you know, the year before, same type of situation where they they also lost to the Bucks, and I believe they won either four or five in a row as well. Um, they haven't had losing seasons in in September in in a while. Uh, it's usually three and one. Two and two, maybe, but mostly three and one. Whatever they're doing, they are ready to play in the first month of the season. They've got themselves ready to go. So I wouldn't get, I don't know. Please, I'll talk you off the ledge regardless. You don't need to be on the ledge of anything. But but I, I think this team will be ready to go. Uh, number 11 is ready to go. And, and, and he hasn't been blocked in 2023 at all. So, I, I mean, he, he should get you excited about anybody because he's going to be screaming off the edge there in the Meadowlands on September the 10th. Let's go back to the phone lines. All right, again, Nick, you got to be you, – you, you're probably going to bring a, a great question, I would imagine. Uh, hey, man, thanks for the call. It's actually, I've been listening to you all for years. This is my first time on the phone line. Where are you uh, from? Uh, I'm from Texas. I live around, I live in South Austin. Um, actually, a little nervous. Never been on the phone line before. So no, nah, man, you, you're good. But, you're uh, good. Appreciate appreciate the call. You know, it's been a it's been a very Texas or Southwest region uh, calls. I've got uh, San Antonio, El Paso, New Mexico, Austin, Stanford. I mean, we're all over the the region here. So, what do you got? Uh, well, the thing is, I, I, I'm really impressed with our rookie classes. This uh, year, uh, Deuce, and um, I was really impressed with him. Uh, I'm really bummed out about Overshone. Um, yeah. I guess my concern is about um, probably our linebacker and um, O-line. Um, but I, I think with this new offense that we're going to run, that we're going to probably be okay with that because we're getting the ball out a lot quicker, Dax, right. not having to just sit back and hold it as long. Um, my question is, um, boy, there's a lot of questions I could have. <laughs> you got a lot of questions? Uh, do you, do you think, what do you think Parsons going to do this year? Yeah, I, Mike, I think he's going to be, like I said just now, I think he's going to be uh, outstanding, and, and uh, I appreciate the call. Thank you so much, Nick. Uh, from uh, South Austin, again, this has been a, just a Texas-sized uh, a number of calls and also a region of calls. I think Mike is going to be uh, battling for Defensive Player of the Year. Um, I think that the key is going to be the players around him. Can, can the other guys – because every week – there are offensive coordinators who are going to stay up all night long for six days in a row trying to figure out how to stop Micah Parsons. But that's going to leave somebody else open. It's going to be somebody else available to make plays. Dorrance Armstrong, uh, Tank, 
Leighton Van Der Esch. I mean, and then, of course, the guys you got in the, in the middle. Don't forget Sam Williams, Dante Fowler. So these other guys are going to have opportunities to make plays um, if they do contain Micah Parsons. And like I said, I just haven't seen it uh, so far. Um, your first question about the rookies, I agree. The rookie class is still strong, even without Overshone. Um, another text line question, Fabian from Louisville, Texas. Which rookie that made the 53 do you expect to have the biggest impact for the Cowboys in 2023? Um, Deuce is, a, is, a, is an obvious candidate for that. I think he's going to have a role. I don't know if he'll play as much. The guy that will probably play the most snaps, maybe you recognize it as much, maybe you don't, but it could be Schoonmaker because I think what he provides at the tight end position, I think he will eventually get himself into one of the top two guys, probably with Ferguson. I think he'll play a lot. Um, so I, I think Schoonmaker is a guy you haven't heard a ton from him. He's been injured some. He'll play well. Um, I think, you know, I think Deuce will have a role. Mozzie's going to get in there. He's going to he's going to play well. I'm trying to think of some other uh, the the other draft picks, but but I um, you know Overshone obviously uh, banged up there. Junior Fihoko maybe not even active right away. They're so deep in the defensive line. Uh, they're keeping him, but at the same time, it, it's you know it's going to be tough. Eric Scott, it's going to be tough for him to make uh, contributions, especially with Jordan Lewis uh, now on the 53 and expected to play. Maybe not week one, but, but in the first uh, couple of weeks. Um, so I, I I go with Deuce at having a, a role, Mozzie, and then and also Schoonmaker. I think those those three guys will probably be the most uh, from an impact standpoint. All right, I think the phone lines are clear right now. Usually we're in overtime right now a little bit. Um, that's okay. We, we we roll a little bit. We have some some questions as long as if Chris Beam's all right over there, we're good. We're ready to roll. All right. Um, I got another question from Lincoln, Texas. I mean, this is just. I mean, this is an international show. Okay? I promise you. International. You can call from anywhere. You can text from anywhere from in, in, the, in the nation, in the world. But right now, we were keeping it right here in Texas, which is fine. I mean, it's it's a big state. We got a lot, of, a lot of good stuff here. All right. Tom from Lincoln, Texas. What's the latest on Donovan Wilson? Literally haven't heard anything since his injury. Thank you. Good show. Great show, he says. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, all right. Donovan Wilson. Calf injury. Can speak from experience here. Not easy um, to to recover from, um, especially if you're a non-athlete like myself. But as an athlete uh, and with some world-class training uh, and and athletic trainers that they have, uh, I think he'll he'll be fine. This is you know when a guy gets hurt in training camp, the goal is September the tenth, week one. That's the goal. I mean, get ready to play in that game. Not return then, but get ready to ramp up to play in that game. It's the only thing that matters. It goes back to the question about preseason and all that. It's the only thing they care about is get this guy ready to go by them. You haven't heard a lot from him because they're slowly getting him back in. I've seen him a little bit on the cords out there. He's working his way back in. Hasn't returned to practice officially. We still have, what, 10 days or so before the first game. So I think he'll be fine. Um, at least that's what what I would imagine. Uh, he's had enough time to recover. Uh, he has not returned to practice, but he he should be back and ready to go. Um, a question here from Chad from Auburn, New York. Here we go. We're, we're now we're getting up to the to the other place where the Cowboys are actually going to play uh, their first game up in New York. Chad up there says, "What's going on with Dorrance Armstrong? I have not heard anything about him all summer. Uh, banged up a little bit. I believe hamstring injury for him. He's been in and out of practice some. Again, he's he's at that level. You're not going to see him in the preseason." Um, they're excited about what he can do. This is a contract year for him. I think I, I don't think there's any issues with him 
long term, uh, missing any time. I think he's going to play. So um, wouldn't expect anything different. Now, and he's one of those guys, you, you want him to practice because those guys need to move around too. I say it all the time. If Micah's moving, these other guys are moving too. If he's going from left side to right side, that means Dorrance is going from right to left or tank or whatever. So you got to practice is so important throughout the week because when they install the game plan and say, all right, this is what we're going to do with Micah, this is what we're going to do with Leighton, this is what we're going to do with these guys, everybody's got to be on the same page. It's not like you know, Zach Martin missing all week and then just coming right back and playing right guard. It, the, the defensive scheme is different. And I do think that it matters for them to be there in practice. So hopefully Dorrance and Donovan Wilson can get themselves back into practice sooner than later. All right. Um, this is uh, Nick in Long Island, New York. I mean, Texas and New York. It's all we got right now. It's all we need, really. What number? Oh, this is a tough one, man. I'll have this one for you. What number will Deuce wear? What number do you think he should wear? Well, <laughs> oh, God. I mean... He should wear two or 22. I mean, that's what he should wear, okay, because his name's Deuce. I'm sorry, Emmett. I'm sorry, but I'm just saying that's what he should wear. I'm not saying give it to him, but, you know, number two, which is Jordan Lewis's number, number 22, that's what a guy named Deuce should wear. Uh, that's what he wore in college, all that. But I'm not suggesting that you they give that, and it doesn't matter if I am, because I know Mike McCord, the longtime equipment manager over there, he, he would rather, you know, rather be in a fist fight than to give up number 22, especially to a running back, not happening. What number should he wear? Um, he's probably going to wear 42. I think he's going to stick with that. 43 was a number that's been talked about. They didn't want to give it to him because of Sproles. They, they thought maybe – just don't put the pressure on him. Now Lipke's made the team. I don't know if Lipke's moving. We'll find all these jersey numbers are going to be they're moving. There's a domino effect, all right? They cut Kelvin Joseph. He's number one. A lot of guys want that number. Brandon Aubrey was number one. I think they're going to move him to a different, uh, maybe one in the teens. And then it's just going to be a domino. Like the, the guy's going to want that. Whoever gets number one, and his number's open. And so um, it'll that's a that's a crazy thing. I, I don't have that one for you. And it'll probably be Thursday or Friday before the dust settles on the roster. And most importantly, the numbers. But I, I can tell you some people that are that are really waiting uh, on pins and needles about it. And that's the people in the pro shop because they want to know exactly what number that Deuce uh, Vaughn is going to wear because there will be some some jerseys printed out. Um, he's he's a fan favorite already, and, and why not? He makes plays. He's the the same height as a lot of fans. I mean, you know, I mean, I'm just saying he he people can relate to him. And here's a guy that you want to root for. He he's a just an outstanding uh, person. Comes from a great family. Worked every, you know, so hard. He's earned everything he's got. And like I said before, war stories too. Documentary in Deep Blue. It's our fourth one. It comes out tomorrow night. The trailer should be hitting here in 30 minutes or so on the website. You'll see a trailer for it. Um, we got 10 stories. Deuce is one of them. So we're, we're really excited about that. And that'll just lead me to another thing that I want to say. Um, you know, I might break my arm, pat myself on the back and, and our team here. But uh, this week, we really... Uh, we we kicked ass. I mean, there's no other way to say it. I mean, we, we racked up with some the Emmy Awards. I mean, um, the Lone Star Emmys. We we won uh, 11 categories. Um, 25 people or so were able to to bring home a trophy. Some people, like myself, I brought home one. Uh, other people brought home seven. But I mean, either either way, we we had some guys that, that guys and girls that did great great uh, work. Um, 
our, our documentary from last year, 24-7 coverage with Trayvon Diggs and Everson Walls is still my favorite that I've ever been a part of. Uh, well, a tied, sorry, tied uh, with Cold Shoulder because Chris Beam and I worked on that, and he's listening right now. I don't want him to fight me. That's a tie. But, but, um, but no, the, those, those really were my favorite ones, uh, and I love Emmett. I'm not trying to give his number away. So, um, but but uh, we're excited to win. Uh, I was able to, to get an Emmy for that one, and we had so many more. I mean, we had some great, great work, guys, that – uh, that, that just uh, that really worked so hard and, and we're able to be rewarded. So excited about that. Um, and it ke- keeps us going, keeps us striving for more, uh, which is what we continue to do. And it's what we did today. 10 minutes of overtime. Uh, I think we're good there. We're, we're probably going to – we'll stop it at that point. Got great questions on the text line. Didn't get all of them. But the phone – man, we asked for some calls. I, I tweeted it out. I said, I'm calling on the callers, and you guys came through. And I uh, uh, really appreciate it. This is what this show is. It's going gonna, it's gonna to thrive on, on the callers. I love talking to you guys. And who's – is it my guy Gary from New, New Mexico? Is putting down the challenge now. We're going we're gonna to do a little trivia back and forth. And that's something I want to do. I want, I want callers to come in. Give me a random guy, random cowboy – there's probably a great story related with that, um, and it also brings back some some great memories of over the years and names that sometimes you forget about. So, uh, but yeah, you know what? You know what? We got a, we got a phone line that's calling. We're not going to hang up on anybody. We're going to take one more call here. We got we got to wait. All right, all right, all right. Oh, we're we're going to say hello. That's what happens. I'm going to talk to the guy. All right, Cowboy Storyline. This is Nick. You're live. What's up? Hey, Nick Eatman. This is uh, George Carrasco, uh, Gilbert, Arizona. What is up, man? How are you? Pretty good, pretty good. Uh, long-time follower from you, man. Uh, Valley Ranch days. I used to okay. read all your stuff. Okay, appreciate it. Hope you still do. You still read You still read the stuff, right? Oh, of course. Of okay, course. all right, all right. You made it sound like it was past. All right. What do you got, man? You're the last caller of the show, so close it out for us. I'll take it. Okay, what, in your opinion, what kind of deck do we need to succeed? Do we need the rookie... I guess what people would say the bus driver Dak this year to get us to get us over the hump, or do we need aggressive putting up 400 yards and yeah. throwing the ball everywhere? Which one? Which one is going to be successful for this team? I'll listen to you. Okay. Yeah, thank you for taking my call. Um. I'm always that guy that's going to. I'm sorry. I'm that guy. Okay. You give me two options. I'm asking for a third. And 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 I'm and I'm I'm going to tweak your two. Um, your, your two choices there because I think there's somewhere in between. We don't need the guy to put up 400 yards passing. That That's not what you need um, all the time. You want to have the ability to do it if there is a shootout. Uh, bus driver, you know, I, I don't hate the term. I, bus driver to me, I'm fine with that. There's times, like I've said, there's times you need to just drive down a school zone and 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 go 20 miles an hour. There's sometimes you have to take the kids to a game and you get on the HOV lane and you're going 70 miles. That's it. The number one goal for a bus driver is to not hit a kid. Okay, that's that's what a bus driver is supposed to do. Don't hit anyone. Okay, same with football. Don't turn the ball over. Don't make mistakes. Don't do that. Not to say those are the same, but you know what I mean. Play with me on the analogy. But um, so be safe with the football and be smart in your decisions. So to me. 
Dak Prescott needs to be like the guy he was at Mississippi State and the guy he was early in his year, uh, career with the Cowboys. Run when it's there. Don't be afraid. Don't think about contracts. Don't think about the injury you had against the Giants. Don't think about that stuff. Be a football player that plays quarterback. Not a quarterback trying to be one of the top quarterbacks in the league and all that. Be a football player. If you're a football player that goes out and does that diving, flipping over the end zone and all that in Arizona, uh, doing those things like you did a few years ago, if you're that guy, that's what the Cowboys need. Be smart when it's time to be smart. Be aggressive when it's time to be aggressive. Just be a football player that plays quarterback. If he's that, I think the Cowboys are good enough to win. All right, that is all the time we have uh, for you here. We went over. We appreciate that. Great calls, great texts. By far my favorite show that I've been doing You know, here uh, in this month and a half that we've been doing the storyline. This was outstanding. This was what I envisioned, and I really appreciate it. Can't wait to do it again Friday. Uh, it's going to be at 11 o'clock Friday. Friday, uh, different time. And then once we get to next week, it is going to be the same time every day, 10 o'clock a.m. Central Time. So I understand that the different uh, times kind of um, change things up a little bit, but can't wait to get started. We got one more show this week, Friday at 11. I want to hear from you guys, and we will see you then on Cowboy Storyline. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!